0: Hey, we've got a new series starting this month. It's July already. Can you believe that? And we're going to reset fruitfulness this month. And so I want to read to you from John chapter 15. This is Jesus talking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you." As I also, sorry, big remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Um, what a fantastic scripture about connectedness, about being connected to the source of life, Jesus Christ. Um, I found myself reading that and thinking about. I went online and looked up um, some information about pruning because those of you who know me and listen to me preach over the years know I am a confessed hopelessly inadequate green thumb I kill more plants than I actually let live and uh, so uh, even pruning roses is something I don't do because I don't know what I'm doing I, I just get the sick tears out and I start cutting next thing there's nothing left uh, roses being what they are, are pretty hardy they can handle that So anyway, I found some information about vines and vineyards. And I've got some notes here and I I might get back to them in a, a little while. But then I had this brainwave. I got this incredible legend in our church called Dion Albrecht, who is a vineyard manager. He looks after vines as a living, right? So I've asked Dion. I said, can you, it's the right time of the year to bring some prunings in. We might have a little chit chat. So grab your uh, equipment there, Dion, and come and join me up here on the stage. We need a microphone, uh, somebody, please. Fantastic. That's good to go. Is that good to go? Yep. Welcome, Digger. Come on, give him a a warm C3 LA Hills welcome. You're going to need to hang on to that as well, because you're going to need to talk into that in a minute. Now, Dion. Tell me what we've got here, and uh, we'll, we'll just, uh, yeah, just tell us what we've got.
1: Okay, so this is a, a grapevine. Uh, I've cut it off at the ground, so it's exactly what I have out in the vineyard.
0: Right, so that's not normally where you'd cut it off. You've done that so no. you can bring this in so to show I'm us this morning, right? So that's not pruning? No, according that's, to me, that's that drastic that pruning. That's dr- <laughs> dr- drastic. Would, would that actually kill the thing, or will that, that'll come back? Uh, no, it'll still reshoot. It'll reshoot, yep, yeah. okay. So what have we got here? We've got the, the main trunk coming up, and yep. a couple of little... Uh, what do we call these coming out here? Uh,
1: so we have the main trunk coming up
0: and then uh, we've got canes. Which? These are called canes? These are canes. So what, what's this bit here called? Is that still, is that, that a is, branch? Or that is a cordon. A, a what? A cordon. Did you know that? Give me a wave if you knew that was a cordon. Oh, Kylie, yo. inside knowledge. I'll hold that for a minute, yep. Okay, so let me, uh, let me ask a question. Of these canes, did they have grapes on them last season? Yes, they did. All of them would have had grapes? Yes. So they would have been hanging down like that. So if they're fruit bearing canes, why do we need to cut them off and prune them? What, what, what's going on there? Uh,
1: so you can cut them off to shape the vine. Uh, Just to make it look? To make it look good. Okay. Um, so you can get machinery down the row so it doesn't get too big and bushy. Yep. Uh, or you prune them to promote new growth.
0: Okay, so talk to me about that. What what happens when... Where would you... If you were pruning one of these, so let's assume this was growing in the ground. Um, I might hold it up like this for you, so you can let go if you like. I'll hold it, that's even easier. If you were going to be pruning this to be a fruitful vine next season, what would you do with all these canes? Where would you cut them off?
1: Well, there's two different ways of pruning. So there's a spur pruning or a cane pruning. Okay, tell us. So spur pruning is where we chop all these canes off to a certain amount of buds and they leave little spurs.
0: Right, so or, that would be just the, those, that, it makes it, everyone got that? Yeah. Picture of that, yeah, So yep. that spur pruning.
1: Or cane pruning where we chop all that on off and we leave just this one cane and we can wrap that and tie it back
0: on. Right, and what happens to this one, same? Or does he get taken off as well? well you, you do it on both sides. Both sides, so that would be cut there? Yep, say so yeah, and cut there. Yep. So, which one's more f- fruitful? Are they both, like, if you compared them? Depends on the variety. So it's the type of grape? Yeah. So this, let's just say that the sort of fruit you want will determine the kind of pruning you're going to do. Yes. Wow. Okay. That makes good sense. Now, it's winter time. Tell me, why do we... I'm assuming we prune a vine- vines in winter. Why don't we do it in the middle of summer when it's got, I mean... Let's just say straight up, we have got the grapes off. We yeah. just get stuck into it because I'd do that.
1: <coughs> there would still be all the leaves and on on the vine. So you wait till winter time. Uh, the vines start to shut down.
0: Oh, hang on, what do they do? They shut down. They. What does that mean? They suck in all
1: the nutrients out of the leaves and store all that in the roots.
0: Is that why the leaves go brown? Yes. Didn't know that, did you? No, they don't go brown because they just drop on off. It's because the vine is withdrawing the moisture out of the leaves back into the root system. Awesome. Wow okay this message is getting better every moment. <laughs> All righty. Um, actually we just come over here for a minute, move a bit closer I read this just tell him this might be this was off the internet so it probably isn't true okay. <laughs> this guy he's supposedly a, a leading horticulturalist called Dr. Peter May he made this comment one of the main jobs of pruning is to tell the vine how many bunches of grape you want it to produce, and to ripen in the following year? Would that be? Would you say it that way? Yeah, that's correct. So, so, so what? It, so what would you? Uh, just talk to me about that. So, we just talked about that with the spur and the cane, pretty much. Yep. So, each of
1: these, this cane has buds. Yeah. And inside those buds, are bunches. Already. Already. Why? So you could you could put them under a microscope and that bud, yeah. and you can see how many bunches that's going to produce in
0: springtime. Far out. <laughs> that's awesome. So, well, okay, well, it's like, oh, man, this this is fascinating stuff, right? So does, does a, a skilled pruner know what sort of buds, good buds look like just by looking at them, or is uh, that not, kind of just...
1: No, not generally. You, um, you can go out the vineyard and randomly choose... Vines, yep. Cut off the whole cane. Yep. And take it back to a lab, and they will look inside the buds and determine how far out on the on that cane. Yeah. Uh, how many bunches are going to be in those buds? Wow. So that will determine where you
0: could cut it. Yep. Whether you leave two two buds or maybe three or four. What a science, huh? What a skill. Okay. Well, I reckon that's plenty of questions. If you've got any questions about pruning vines, he's the man to speak to. Do you prune roses as well? No, I don't. No, <laughs> just joking. Thanks, Dion. Give the microphone to Shane on the way down. It'll be good. How cool is that? Thanks for bringing that in, man. That's awesome. How good's that? Did you learn something there? I did. It's like, wow. we got some talent in our church. Sort of just. Hiding diggers, one of those guys that hides in the back, doesn't like. He was in his uncomfortable zone up here. So, thanks, sir. I really appreciate your help. You did a great job. Awesome. So, pruning is an interesting part of a horticulturalist's um, life cycle on an annual basis, right? just want to highlight a few other comments that this article put on it said um, couldn't help but notice the language used in this article are you pruned to secure a good crop agree with that yeah Uh, prune every year as part of routine maintenance so i want you to just think we started off with he's the true vine jesus and his father's the gardener and he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit we're going to come back to that one and he prunes every branch that has got fruit Happening, you go, that's an interesting conundrum because we kind of. I don't know about you, but I feel like why would you cut off what's working? And sometimes you, it just needs to be cut off so that it can work better in the next season, whatever that is. Prune to control the amount of fruit that is set. Wow, that might be determined by the age of the vine. Maybe you might work out whether that vine can handle that many grapes. Would that work, dear? Yeah, okay. Um, the main job yet is to tell, tell the vine how many bunches of grapes you wanted to produce so I didn't know you could talk to a vine and tell it what to do and it's a mistake it, it's a mistake not to prune a young vine hard I didn't ask you that while you are up here let's just have the microphone again for a second Digger just come back up here because we, I forgot that part of it just come up here again um, don't bring that you don't need to so is there something about, like a, new, a newly planted vine, is there something you have to do extra special with regards to pruning that in, say, the first five years? What, what goes on there?
1: Uh, well, you have to shape the vine to the way that you want it to be. So the pruning on, on the
0: sets sets the trunk, well, let's call it the trunk, will it be the trunk? Yeah, the main, um, what do you call it? Cord. Cord, Cord on. Cord on. Bleu. <laughs> yeah. That's about, that's about, there that's why I've heard that word I'm glad you laughed because that was pretty pathetic right? oh dear so a a young one this guy's sort of implying that you need to be kind of pretty brutal with a young vine but um, intentional if you want it to look so it's it's mainly the way you want it to end up sitting in the trellis or that's what it's going to be on yeah that's right so you just prune it accordingly so you can really kind of give instruction to a vine about how to grow yeah, good. Okay, that'll do. Thank you. Fantastic. All righty. Hey, listen to this. I said, another thing, I looked up the, um, a couple of uh, famous drops of wine and Henschke's Hill of Grace is uh, renowned to be probably one of the best, if not the best Shiraz wines in the planet Earth at this current time. Made some, from some of the oldest Shiraz grapes, grapes, Phylloxera-free Shiraz grapes around uh, as in, sorry, vineyards, uh, vines, and uh, the fruit. And it says, this is a statement on their website about what they do to maintain that careful pruning, protecting the live wood, which would be the cordon, uh, has allowed the vines to maintain their health in their old age. So those of you that are my age and older, pruning is good to keep going as an older person. Interesting thought, huh? I don't know about you, but I find I get a little bit stuck in my ways and resist pruning. So I'm kind of like, okay, God, I'm going to have to be prepared to let you clip a few things off of me. Anyone say amen to that? Yeah, right. Everyone's excited about that. So this got me thinking about how to set myself up to be more fruitful, or maybe more accurately to ponder this. Have I positioned myself in Jesus to be more fruitful in other words do I actually invite God to prune or do I put my hand up and say no 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 don't do that don't touch that That, that's an important part of my life I'm really good at that but what if God's wanting us to go no you lay it down let me cut it off because I can make it even better But the problem is there's a season between the cutting it off and the new season. It's like you've got to have faith that that pruning is going to actually give rise to the new season. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. If we were looking at the fruit, we would never let it go. If we were looking at the evidence of the history of what we've produced in our life, we wouldn't submit that cane to the knife. So just a thought there. Here's another one I thought about. How long since I've been pruned? Mm, Anyone going, I don't know actually, how long since I've been pruned in a certain area of my life. The verse starts, verse two starts off without referring to pruning, it talks about being cut off. And I've always viewed that from perspective of God dealing with me and the things that I do that are useless. Um, or superfluous, or if I'm not a particularly fruitful Christian, like I get cut off and seen it as kind of punitive. And I began to pray and wonder whether there's actually an expectation on God's part. Let me just give you an example. Let's just, just say in the arena of fear. So if I allow fear to get a hold of me, on a regular basis but I pray about it and I deal with it and, but I'm wondering whether because I've not completely got rid of it whether it's always got the potential to return it's always got the potential to reappear in another chapter of my life Unless I cooperate with God and completely go on a mission, I am going to eradicate fear from my life. I'm going to take the sickle to it. I'm going to get stuck into it in prayer. I'm going to rebuke that demonic, um, if it's it's based on on a spiritual dimension, whatever it takes, I'm going to make it as much my business to ensure that I don't live with a spirit of fear around my life. And this thought popped into my mind, I've got to deal with it so that God will cut it off. Let me say that again. I've got to deal with it, not by myself, but with his help, in order that he can cut it off. Then it can never reappear. In other words, it's a done deal. Once that branch is cut off, it says it's going to get chucked into the fire later on. It's like, never have to worry about it again. All hell can break loose, but fear's not going to get a hold of me. I might say some other things that aren't so good, but I won't be full of fear. I might be full of uh, something else just ticked off. Might get grumpy i might just get indignant i might get cynical but i'm not going to get filled with fear for example okay does that make sense so there are things in my life that should have been pruned hard in the early days i like the fact that a young vine um, needs to be pruned in a certain way to fashion how it will grow that's what discipleship is we can just let people give their lives to jesus and say hey got saved yesterday got baptized now you know sometime later well, what happened after that? Oh, you know, I kind of went to church when I felt like it, and no one really, no one really got a hold of me and helped me. No, no, we, we are in the business of helping people to get pruned, presenting them to God, say, so prune that, prune that, prune that, prune that, um, and fashioning them to grow up into a fruit-bearing part of the setup. Right. And of course, Jesus is emphatic that he is the true vine. There's a grafting picture in here as well. that's not part of what I've talked about this morning, but just bear me with me with the examples. Um, so as you plan for a new financial year, it's July 2021. Let me ask you this. Have you determined how many bunches of grapes you want? How much fruit do you want in your life in this year? Because... That'll determine what sort of pruning you're going to want God to do. But if you haven't got any plans, I get the impression He's probably not going to prune. Why prune when there's no intention to grow fruit? He wants us to be fruitful, fruitful in everything, growing in our capacity, growing in our generosity, growing in our willingness to share our faith, growing in Him so I'm asking this question have I of myself have I invited God to prune me so that I can produce what is it that you're dreaming of achieving this year you're just hoping because you pray about it, it's going to work what happens if it actually not only is that but it involves submitting a part of your life my life to and say, prune that this is really good I actually like I, I think I, I'm a reasonably competent preacher I should be after 25 years but I kind of want God to prune it I want God to cut it off so it's even more fruitful. I want my capacity to share my faith pruned so that I can be more competent and confident to share my faith with people that I might encounter. I don't know what it is that you're hoping for in the way of fruitfulness, but let's ask God, if it's of Him, to prune it so that it's more fruitful. That makes sense. Here's a challenging question. Am I willing to have growth in my life pruned hard to make way for more fruit sometimes it's really hard to stop something that's working but sometimes that's what it needs sometimes it needs to just be recalibrated this is a tough one inviting something that appears good to be removed because it will stunt the growth of the future seasons of that particular it's just an amazing thing so I reckon I've shared enough thoughts around that Dion's helped us to get some visualisation in there how's your little cane looking has it been snipped off um, the other thought I did have just I want to just recap with this and finish up with this thought is it's winter time you prune a vine in winter Dion explained about the, the nutrient level of that but let's use the metaphor the analogy for us to think about what does that mean for you and me when we're in a tough spot when life's complicated and not a lot's happening. You look at the vineyards around the Adelaide Hills now, they're all kind of a little, they look a little forlorn don't they? Poor little things out there in the paddock just all that's left is less than that. Uh, They're just there but you and I both know that six months from now they will be filled with green leaves and getting ready for a bumper harvest of grapes from about February next year right through that vintage and it's like we know that but they don't look anything like it now. And I want to encourage you, if you're looking at yourself at the moment, and maybe you feel like you've been pruned hard, there's there's not a lot of food in the pantry of your life. It's kind of like, what are we going to do now? My encouragement is to trust that God, when you're connected to the vine, is going to put His sustenance through you, into you, and out into your wings of your life. And you will be a flourishing plant sometime down the track, hang in there. Don't despair because it's winter. Get ready for spring. Get ready for summer. Get ready for the next season of life. Why don't we stand to our feet? Father, I pray that you'd help us all this morning to just grab hold of something that's been said around this matter of pruning, about your intentions for us to be fruitful. Help us as a church, Lord, to be prepared to put some of the things that we're good at and submit them to you afresh and say Lord does that need to be pruned does that need to be shaped differently does that need to have something cut off Or does that need to be adjusted Lord we want to be willing and able to submit to you as our gardener and I pray Lord that every one of us will be confident that we've got buds we've got buds in our life that are supposed to produce fruit and they will produce fruit if we submit our lives to the pruning shears of heaven. So I pray, Lord, for every one of us that we just have that sense of confidence, faith-filled steps to approach you and say, Lord, cut that off. Lord, prune me. Lord, show me what it is that you need me to do. Help me, Lord, to dream for the future 2022 and beyond what it is and what it looks like and what needs to happen today. Pray your blessing on every person Father that the spirit of the living God will fall afresh on us today as we finish up and head into a time of sharing over coffee and chatting and the rest of the day whatever that holds Father I pray specifically right now for the people who are watching online I don't know what you're going through I don't know where you even watching this service but I want you right now to be confident the God of heaven the God who loves you is watching over your life, you can submit it to Him. You can trust Him. If you've let fear grip you for whatever reason, why don't you just lay that down before Him this morning. Say, Lord, I'm wanting to empty myself of that so that you can cut that thing off. I want to live in freedom. I want to live with a great sense of joy.